Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. If you want to know what regret looks like, do a Google search on tattoo mistakes. And whether or not you have tattoos, we all have regrets. Maybe we failed in our attempt to get that job, that qualification, that boy, that girl, or you went crazy on credit cards again. Maybe we pushed somebody away because of some foolishness. I don't know what it is for you, but last week we talked about three different kinds of regret. Regrets of inaction, when we smack our foreheads and say, oh, I can't believe I did that. Regrets of inaction, when we missed opportunities or wasted time. And regrets of reaction, when something hurtful was done to us, and we regret that. We wish you could just remove our regrets, like tattoos get removed with laser surgery, or cover them up with more ink. But instead, many of us get stuck in the sorry cycle of longing and regret, because we can't seem to shake what we've done, or what's been done to us. Psychologists have a term for this. They call it rumination, which is like a a cow chewing the cud, just going over and over those feelings again, where we feel longing for something to change, regret for what happened, regret for what didn't change, and we go round and round in circles. The good news is, from this fantastic book that we're plugging as part of our series for the next number of weeks, is we can start over. Our friends Dave and John Ferguson, who head up New Thing, which is the church planting organization Ivy's part of worldwide, have written this fabulous book, which I encourage you to get, which looks at how you can live a life beyond your regrets, that it's possible, whatever you've done or whatever's been done to you, to be able to start all over again, to live beyond your regrets, that you can start all over. And uh, we're going to be looking in the next few weeks at how that is possible. And today we're going to look at one of the, the first of three things that we have to make. And it's, a, it's all to do with making a choice. There's a choice that we can make. Unfortunately, some people make the wrong choice with regards to their regrets. And that is to hide your regret. When it comes to regret, too many people just choose to hide our regrets. And it makes sense in, in some ways, because if it was like a tattoo that's misspelt on here, you're going to make sure that you wear something that's going to cover it over. The problem is with our regrets, just hiding them doesn't make them go away. It's like trying to bury something, but you're burying it alive. And if you're burying it alive, it's going to come back and, uh, and get you in some way. Um, have you ever been in a pool? with a beach ball and you try to shove it down under the water. What does it immediately want to do? It wants to pop back up, it wants to shoot back up out of the water. That's what it's like when you choose to hide your regrets. Maybe uh, you start a new relationship or you want to start a new relationship, but then you have the regrets from a previous one or previous ones that come back to stop you from fully investing in this new one. Or maybe you get a great idea for a new business or God comes and says to you, I've got an exciting adventure for you to do one. But you, you look back and you think about a failure in the past some way in which you blew it and and that stops you from stepping out and even going through the open door that God's put before you into something new. This is why it's so important for us all to learn to deal with regrets right. 
Our regrets are as individual and as custom made as we are. It could be a bankruptcy, it could be a divorce, it could be a, a lost job or opportunity, it could be a, a sin, it could be a hurtful habit or something that's been done to us. And we don't want to think about it, but we, we shove our regrets down under the surface. And some people get really good at keeping them there. Look how happy I am. Look how wonderful my family is on this Facebook post. See how successful I am on Instagram. But that's just denying our regrets. Other people get good at multitasking. The regret's there, but I push it down and get busy and I'm numbing myself to the regret. Maybe I take on some addictions or try to obliterate the pain of the regret, but it doesn't work. And hiding my regret can keep me from living and giving my best to life. Hiding my regrets can actually paralyze me because how can I move forward if I have to stay here and hold this down? And holding a ball, beach ball like this is fun for a minute, but try it for an hour, a day or a decade. Too many people never really move forward because they have way too many regrets from the past. And the truth is your regret will always be fighting to come to the surface. Now, of course, we're not the first people to ever have to deal with regrets. And in the Old Testament, there's a story of King David. Uh, it's in 2 Samuel in chapter 11. It tells the story of how he was king over Israel, very successful at the height of his powers, if you like. And one day, he, in the time when the kings, it says, um, would go off to war, he didn't go off to war. As a result of that, he ends up losing a battle at home. He sends his armies out to fight, but he remains in the palace. And he's looking around one day and he sees a neighbor. Um, as he's looking on the roof of his palace, he sees this beautiful woman called Bathsheba. Problem is she's somebody else's wife and not his wife, but he wants her and his lust overrides uh, his his good sense and he ends up seducing her, he brings her into the palace and, uh, and then if he had any regret about that he soon hides it. The problem is it comes back again because she appears and she says I'm, I'm pregnant and now this thing that he's trying to push down, this regret from what he's done in the past is, is coming back up again. What's he going to do? Does he recognise it? No, instead of recognising it he wants to uh, get rid of it again to hide the regret. So. He brings her husband Uriah back from the front line and says, why don't you go home and sleep with your wife and you know, have a bit of a vacation from the front line? And he says something that's quite telling. He says, how can I do that? When the men are out fighting, how can I just be thinking about myself? Which you would think would convict David, but it doesn't really. Uh, instead, he thinks of another way to be able to hide his regret. And it's a terrible way. He says that uh, he, he arranges for Uriah to go back to the front line and while he's there um, he says to his generals withdraw from Uriah in the thick of the battle and they do that and he ends up being killed. As he's fighting David's battle for him he ends up being killed. You would think again that David might feel some remorse for this and some regret over it but if he does he just hides it and pushes it back down again and he brings Bathsheba into his own house and uh, as, as to be his wife and as if everything's just fine, he's just hiding that regret, he's pushing it down, he's not dealing with it. And he thinks it's all forgotten about and done with. It appears to be like that until one day God sends a guy called Nathan, a prophet, to come and speak to him because God's seen it all and God knows it all and uh, God wants to speak to David about it. And here's what it says about how Nathan spoke to David. Nathan said to David a little story that goes like this. There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. And the rich man had a large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb that he'd bought. He raised it and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. 
Now a traveller came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveller who'd come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who'd come to him. Now David used to be a shepherd, so he's furious about this. He says, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die because he did such a thing and had no pity. Now, I wonder how long Nathan paused after hearing David's response before he looks the king in the eye. Then David said to Nathan, you are the man. Pop, the ball breaks the surface. It's all out there now. David thought it would never happen. But Nathan tells David what God had revealed to him, the adultery, the deception, the murder. And again, David now has a choice. He could justify it. He could continue trying to hide what he'd done and he got rid of Uriah. Surely he could get rid of Nathan if he wants to do that. He's the king after all, he's powerful. But thankfully, David makes a better choice, a wiser choice. It says, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. This is the choice we're encouraged to make. First of all, to recognize our regret. David chose to recognize his regret rather than to continue to keep it under and keep trying to hide it. See, we have an enemy and he whispers to us, keep your regrets in the dark. He tells us, sometimes he'll even shout at us, don't let other people know. Don't even talk to God about that thing that's pushed down. Just keep it underneath the surface for your own good. But it's not for your own good because it's buried, but it's not dead. It's hidden, but it's still powerful. Regret can sit just below the surface, but when it does that, all it does is feed our shame and our heartache. And if we're gonna start over, we need to bring whatever that regret is to the surface. The Bible calls this exposing it to the light. It says anything that's brought to the light becomes light. That's what God wants for us. And I know this isn't easy. When I've screwed up and I do it a lot, I don't want everybody else to know about it. I don't sometimes even wanna to talk to God about it. I wanna push it down, but I hope today God's word to us can be like a Nathan moment where the, the regret is spoken about, where we recognise our regrets so we can break the sorry cycle and actually start all over again. We talked last week about how the Apostle Peter overcame his regrets and he went on years later to write these words, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand so that he may lift you up in due time. So we have a choice, we can actually try and hide our regrets or we can humble ourselves and recognize these regrets. We can talk to God about them and we can have, uh, if you're ready to have God help with your regrets, there's actually three things that you need to do. Number one, tell yourself. Name the regret. Things that have happened to you or things that you've done wrong or perhaps you've wronged somebody else. What was it? Get specific, name it. Don't just have some general idea of, oh, I sinned, or perhaps, or whatever it was, or I was sinned against. Actually name what it was, write it out if it helps, and say, this is what the regret is. After telling yourself, tell God. I guarantee you he won't be surprised by anything that you tell him, because he already knew, he already saw it, he knows all about it. He's not asking you to tell you so that he knows, it's so that you'll know and so that he can help to deal with it. And finally, if it's safe, if it's appropriate, tell somebody else. Perhaps tell a grow group leader, if you're part of a, an Ivy grow group, or tell a trusted friend. Perhaps go and get some Christian counselling to be able to help to bring these things that are down below the surface into the light before they just take over your life any more than you already are doing. None of us can choose what happened to us in the past. But today we have a choice about our future. Today you can decide 
Rather than hiding these regrets, to humble ourselves and to recognize them in community together. And so when we do that, we're gonna find that God gives us the power so that they burst those bubbles and that they don't have any power over us anymore. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.